0: You're listening to Wholesaling Inc. episode number 556. And so, you know, we're trying to build credibility. And so obviously we want to get leads. Obviously we want to have more opportunities to close more deals. But when people are are hearing us on the radio, it gives us that credibility like, Hey, you know, they're on the radio, so they must be professional. They must be legit. And we tried to touch on some of the pain points, but we also touched on the fact that, Hey, listen, you know, we may or may not be the right option for you, but you know, give us a shot. What do you have to lose type of mentality?
1: This is game changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling.
2: Welcome to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast. I'm your host, Chris Arnold. And as always, you know, I'm really super excited about our guest, Jeremy Resmer, today. Here's one of the things I, I really challenge wholesalers on, and that is how you identify yourself. Because I see investors get locked into a particular exit strategy, you know, they just do wholesale, they just do fix and flip. And I'm a big believer in setting up your company as a solutions provider, which means you have multiple tools in your belt. To be able to help people in different circumstances and of course pull out really the best and highest amount of revenue on a deal by applying the right exit strategy. You know, sometimes you want to wholesale a deal, sometimes it's better to fix and flip, sometimes it's better to pick this up and put it into your rental portfolio or to do creative financing. So I've got Jeremy Resmer on today. We're gonna to talk a little bit about that, and then this is what's super cool. We're gonna talk about how radio. And his use of it, being an REI radio student, is literally providing opportunities in every one of those buckets. I get questions like, was radio just for wholesaling or just for the fix and flip? And I tell people, no, radio is about generating unique opportunities with motivated sellers. And then you applying whatever strategy it is that you've learned that you're passionate about And so that's what I love about radio. It's very neutral. It's just creating the traffic and then you decide what you want to do with the traffic. But Jeremy, this is going to be a super cool interview because you're applying all of these utilizing radio and these opportunities are coming in and you're just kind of putting them in the best bucket to go in. So Jeremy Rasmer, welcome to the show, buddy. Glad to have you, man.
0: Awesome, man. Thanks for having me.
2: So, dude, for those that don't know you, like, give us a scoop. Where are you located? How long you been in the game? A little bit about your business again. We know you're a part of the tribe, which is awesome. So, catch us up.
0: Yeah, so I'm uh, located in, in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, I do my some of my investing here in Nashville, but I do primarily uh, in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And uh, joined the tribe back in 2016. I heard uh, Tom do an interview on Bigger Pockets. And I was like, dude, this guy's got so much energy. I don't know what he's on, but I'm like, I want to be a part of it. And I literally went to, uh, told my wife, I said, listen, uh, at the time I was working in a nonprofit, so we didn't have any money. And uh, I said to her, listen, we need to go do this. I've been talking to you about real estate for a long time. Let's just pull out the credit card. I'm completely committed to this wholeheartedly. So we had a a long conversation, a long heart to heart, and uh, she gave me her blessing and uh, joined the tribe at that point and haven't looked back since.
2: You uh, so exactly. You took the words out of my mouth. So you haven't looked back. You and I were talking about your pending board right now and what you got going on this year, man. And you've got a solid pipeline. So let me ask you this question. What are the exit strategies that you have learned that you're currently applying? Whether that be wholesale, fix and flip, give everyone kind of an understanding of really the tools that you've developed in your belt.
0: Yeah, so we've just figured out, you know, it's not just one niche. We're not just finding ourselves in the wholesaling space. I mean, that's great. We love those. It's money now and it's consistent, but we're also doing fix and flips. I mean, for the right opportunity, we're taking those down. It's more profit. And so, as long as we have a funding source, either ourselves or we'll use hard money, or we've got a a pool of private investors that actually love funding our deals. So, for those high margin deals, we're taking them down ourselves and flipping them. We're also doing subject two. We love sub two. We love owner finance. I mean, we're literally, you know, buying houses. We just, you know, picked up a two hundred sixty thousand dollars house in great shape. Didn't put any work into it whatsoever. Bought it for zero down, zero percent interest for five years, and we turned around and found a buyer for that. And we we sold it rent to own, and we got twenty thousand down. And we're getting a $350 a month spread for five years. It turns out to be, you know, it's over a $100,000 deal. So if it goes to term, we're doing some of those.
2: Yeah. And then you're doing buy and hold on top of that. And we're doing buy and and hold.
0: Yeah. So we've got multifamily. We've got single family rentals. So yeah, I mean, we're kind of doing all that stuff. And quite honestly, when coronavirus hit, it almost shut us down for two months and you know everyone was saying hey you know battle through it and and ramp up your marketing but you know in our market in Myrtle Beach it's heavily driven by tourism and so you know no one was coming to myrtle beach you know summer months tourism was way down golf you know all the people that were coming for for that and so it just took a major hit a lot of people weren't letting us in their house so we almost shut our marketing down for about 8 weeks and we had land all in Florida. I had probably, I don't know, 12 or 15 parcels. So literally during that time, I actually said, okay, well, we're not doing nothing with this land. So we ended up, uh, I, I focused there and we got it sold. So we're, I think different in a sense, because we're not just trying to, you know, put ourselves into one space. If we see an opportunity, we found that we're actually really good at, you know, going and figuring out how to make money on these deals. And so it's not for everyone. Um, we try not to chase too many rabbits, but when the right opportunity comes, we, we learn it, we figure it out. And um, we're really trying to, to focus on the, the wholesaling and the fix and flip when it makes sense. So.
2: And you're listing properties on top of that retail and taking your commission. So if you're tuning in, here's the one thing I don't want you to do. I don't want you to get overwhelmed, listen to us talk. But what I do want to challenge you with is, you know, if you're starting with wholesale, learn that master that right earn the right then to plug in another tool maybe you do fix and flip after that or you do subject two. so we just want to paint a picture of that this kind of gives you a roadmap long term the worst thing you could do jeremy right i know you agree is come in and start doing all of them at the yeah. same time it's like marketing channels you launch a marketing channel you work it you get it up and going as we always say you want to create it you want to perfect it, and then you want to delegate. It. And then you just start that cycle over with a new marketing channel. The same with how you're exiting out of these deals as well. So Jeremy, I know a lot of people are interested, like pre-radio, you know, what was bread and butter? What was working for you on uh, the actual marketing side to generate these opportunities?
0: Yeah, so direct mail works really well for us. You know, People have complained a lot about the uh, lower... Uh, response rates and whatnot. But for us, it's just in our market, it works well. We also do Facebook and Instagram, pay-per-click and SEO. So those have been our main uh, channels. You know, a lot of people have asked me about texting. For whatever reason, I tried it for a little while, but I just didn't like how it made me feel and how our team felt. I mean, they were just beaten down. Sure, you can get deals, but they could not stand the fact that people were yelling at them, screaming at them, threatening them you know, hey, I'm going to have my attorney, you know, this and that. And even though we know a lot of that is nonsense, at the end of the day, if you feel like you're, you know, you're ticking a lot of people off, that was just, you know, weighing on us a lot. We're like, you know what, there's got to be another way we can do this where people are finding us, they're reaching out to us, and they're really, really happy to work with us instead of all the yelling. So we've kind of honed that. And that's why we, we really do a lot online. And, you know, like I said, um, the direct mail. I feel like, you know, even that has been positive. And based on our ability to kind of pivot and not just be wholesalers with low ball offers, people are like, oh, I didn't know you could do that. Oh, I didn't know you could also do this. And so when we talk through it and say, hey, this is why we're different from, from other people, some of those folks are, you know, upset at the beginning or hey, take me off your list. And then all of a sudden they kind of turn around and they start opening up and saying, Oh, well, you know what? Maybe it does make sense for you to at least come out, you know, and so. We really like where we're at as far as you know building a an ecosystem of leads that wanna actually talk to
2: us. I think that's a good point. You know, the word Jeremy I use to describe that feeling when you're spamming people is I always felt like it made us in our organization feel sleazy. That's the word. And it's hard to take pride in a marketing channel. It's hard to you know, deal with the repercussions that you're putting on your team, particularly if they're the ones fielding those calls and trying to have a great culture and positive environment, yet yeah, they're getting beat up all day, you know, because you're using a spam approach. And if you're listening, we're not telling you not to do it. Jeremy and I are just, Honestly, having a heart-to-heart on just the way that you feel. This, I think, in my opinion, is uh, a little bit more about preference on how you run your organization. But Jeremy, I want people calling me excited to talk to me. And again, that's what we create on radio because it's sophisticated, it's professional, and you get that celebrity status. So I have a question. You're doing these marketing channels. What first attracted you to radio? Why jump on this channel versus something else?
0: Well, I, I looked at it a couple different ways. So we we're already doing online, and we we're doing that really effectively. So people were already reaching out to us that way. We were doing the direct mail channel, but we weren't really doing anything that was really promoting who we are as a company for branding.
2: Branding, yeah, you nailed yeah. it, right? You weren't branding your name and your company, particularly some of those other ones, you have to kind of hide your name. Exactly. Company. Yeah. And
0: I mean, in direct mail, you know, because, you know, we don't come out and say exactly who we are. Um, I know some people do and, and you know, things work differently for different folks. But, um, you know, for us, it just made a lot of sense from the branding perspective because we spent a lot of time and energy in building our website and actually making it different than everyone else's. And so, you know, we're trying to build credibility. And so, obviously, we want to get leads. Obviously, we want to have more opportunities to close more deals. But when people are, are hearing us on the radio, it gives us that credibility like, hey, you know, they're on the radio, so they must be professional, they must be legit. And we tried to touch on some of the pain points, but we also touched on the fact that, hey, listen, you know, we may or may not be the right option for you, but you know, give us a shot. What do you have to lose type of mentality? And yeah. so we get a lot of people that come to our website. I mean, I can, I can show you the analytics from Google. We haven't done anything different except add radio. And so now there's two things that are actually happening. One is because we actually formatted our our website in a particular way, we're having higher conversions from the traffic that's coming there. So that's, radio aside, that's a huge plus for us. But what we did is by adding radio, that new dimension, now there's all this additional traffic that wasn't previously there. And so not only are we converting a higher rate, but now we're getting more people to our website. And so we we don't direct people to radio to come to our website. But they hear our name and they're like, oh, well, I don't want to call them. Let's Google them first to even see if they're legit. And so we're getting phone calls, we're getting leads on our website, and we're getting higher conversions because we did our website right. So it's not just a, hey, it's a one and done. It's, hey, if you can create that credibility, if you can create that ecosystem of leads and you know lead nurturing and follow-up, all the things everybody tells you to do that You know, a lot of times we just are too busy for. We just spent the time building that foundation. And so radio actually, because we had that built, radio has just put this thing on, you know, basically threw gas on the fire.
2: I I like to call it a force multiplier. You know, it plays and adds on to the other marketing channels you're doing in which overlap. So, you know, PPC Online is a great example of that. You combine... You know your SEO, your PPC strategy, whatever you're doing with Google AdWords, and then you add in radio. I love the way you said it; it just adds fuel on what you're already doing. So not only are you getting the benefit of radio by itself, but now it's coming in and adding more positive influence uh, to what you're already doing, and creating that to be more opportunity on the PPC side. I love it as well. So another question for you, Jeremy. You know, we're all in the business about efficiency, and you know some of our listeners right now are working a nine-to-five, right? They really have that passion to make the jump and do this full-time, but or bigger families. They, they don't have a lot of spare time. On a scale of one to 10, 10 being super hard, one being easy, how difficult was it to set up radio in comparison to some of the other channels you've done? It was a one. <laughs> <laughs> it's a one, okay. And again, we talk about radio, and I feel like I have to tell students to like, okay, because people go, it's too good to be true. Most of our students say around a two or a three. Why do you say a one? Because that's literally at the bottom. What made it that easy in your mind to set up?
0: Well, I mean, listen, I just followed the program, so this is why I did it. Okay, so I had some other uh, investors that are doing billboards and they're doing radio, and they didn't have any have any coaching. They didn't have any um, you know guidance, and so they just figure, oh, you know, I'll, I'll do it. I'll figure it out. And for me, I'm so busy with my life, and you know, I've got uh, four kids. My wife is a a stay at home wife and she homeschools the kids. And, you know, we're all involved in sports and dance and all these other things. And for me, I'm a learner. And so what happens is I get sucked into things and I wanna learn it and be the absolute best at it. But because my business takes up so much of my time, I mean, I'm fully in this and I'm in more than, you know, one market. I'm in two markets now. We're doing land investing, we're buying multifamily properties. So, I'm very busy. I didn't have time to learn another thing. And so, my feeling was, hey, let's just go in. I've seen other people having success. Let's just, you know, take your blueprint and follow it. And then, where we need to make it our own and tweak it, we will. So, that's all I did literally is I just, you know, watched the videos and the program. And I thought, man, there's not that much to it. I'm like, this is crazy. Like, I guess I'll just, you know, take it one step at a time. You have people there helping us every step of the way. You know, we had some phone calls with your people, phone calls with you. And I'm like, all right, well, let's just see how it goes. And then once I started putting it into action, talking to the radio stations, I mean, yeah, there was a little bit of pushback. But for the first time, I got to dictate my terms. Normally, we're at a house and we're having to negotiate with people and, and fight that uphill battle, right? It's always a challenge. Even if you're building great rapport, you get to that point with pricing. Well, now we were on the other side of that and got to talk to the stations. And you know the two stations that we work with, they initially said no or, hey, I don't think that's going to work. And you know, it, was, it was back and forth probably for on and off about a month. But the beauty of it was it, with us, it was never contentious. I just told them up front, I said, listen, I'm going to keep calling you and um, you guys do your thing. And when you can get to my number, call me back. We'll,
2: and We'll do a deal and, together. I, I love that exactly. as well. And
0: so, and so with coronavirus, you know, the radio stations are actually hurting. And so, you know, they just said at first, they said, well, man, what you're asking is just too much. It's not going to happen. And I said, listen, I don't want one of your stations. I want all of your stations. So if you guys want me for the long term, I want to do this, but I don't know that it's going to work. I've never done this before. So I just said, I don't have to do it. But if you guys want to get me into radio and have me testing the waters and you keep telling me how, su- how great it's going to be and how successful we'll be, I said, you got to help you know entice me to do that. I- I've told you what I need. And so after that, both of them about the same time said, yeah, so let's okay, see what we
2: can we'll make do that deal and, and we'll do it. Yeah, I love it. So, you know, if you're tuned in and you're like, okay, this is interesting. What we're doing in REI Radios, we're showing, you know, our students like Jeremy how to buy radio, like we buy our investment deals at a deep discounted price. The reason that other people might jump on, you know, the bandwagon and try to go do radio a different way, they're gonna end up paying retail. Jeremy knows they're probably paying anywhere from two to four times the amount that we pay for radio, and that's why we see such profitability on it as well. So people are tuning in, Jeremy again. what really matters are the numbers. If I'm ever sizing up an opportunity, I care about the ROI. again, you guys can talk about the goodness of something, but let's talk some math, right Because I'm analytical and that's how I make my decisions. So you and I were talking. you've been live on radio for right around seven weeks. We we're saying about 50 days and within that 50 days how many deals do you currently have uh, under contract and, and getting ready to close so four deals
0: that we're buying that are under contract and then we okay. have four more listings because we've we have uh, an agent on our team and so eight total and there's a lot more in the pipeline let me tell you
2: wow so this is what's cool you know there are some marketing channels you know like cold calling they work But what I find is it takes a while to get that investment back. You know, you got to spend months into a system before it returns. You know, if you've been keeping up with our podcast and listening to our students, you will find that almost all of our students are getting deals roughly within about the first four to eight weeks. Not just one deal, but in a case like Jeremy, he's picked up four deals on the cash offer side, right? The investment side. And then We were talking about multiple strategies here. He's picked up four retail deals in which he's listed and he's going to take a commission on top of that. I mean, that's great traction. So let's talk some numbers. You have a deal closing, uh, I believe it's this Thursday, right? So this deal is ready to go through. What type of profit are you seeing on this uh, initial deal? that's
0: 37,000 wholesale fee.
2: 37,000 on the first deal. Jeremy, I have found, and tell me um, if you have seen this as well, the reason that the profit margins are bigger on radio is because we have less competition. We're not going head to head with five other wholesalers. Have you found that to be the case? Yeah,
0: I think that's part of it for sure. Yeah. What's your
2: thinking on it? Well,
0: so again, I think it's building that ecosystem, building that credibility. And so part of it is, you know, people are, they they hear the radio. They're like, oh man, you know, these guys are credible. They're with the A plus with the Better Business Bureau. So we get those calls. Absolutely. We also get a lot of people that um, they don't call, they come to the website and then they check us out first and they see, "Hey, holy cow, look at all the testimonials. Look at these guys are totally legit. And so we made it a priority knowing that people are going to do that, whether we want them to or not. We, I don't want them to go to my website. I want them to call me right on the phone and get you know an appointment scheduled, but it doesn't always work that way. And so I feel like it's a both and. I think Yes, some people are in that situation where they they just, they hear the ad and they want to call right now, like, oh, this is, this is exactly what I need. And then there's other people who are trying to figure out, like, do I want to list my house with an agent? You know, is this company legit? You know, they've got these other factors going on. And so they come to the website or we get a lot of abandoned calls from people who they will literally call and they hang up. We call them back and we say, hey, you know, we missed your call. You know, Is there something we can help you with? They're like, no, no, no. I'm going to sell at a later time. And I'm, I'm just
2: saving your back. number. And I'm saving <laughs> your number. <laughs> I, so I get one of those a day. At yeah. Least. It rings really quickly. This is why we always tell you to have a call capturing system because they dial your number, they hang up, and they save it because they want to call you in the future. And I agree with you, Jeremy. We call all those people back at least to start that relationship or maybe move up that time frame. That's That's hysterical because it shows you... Not just the momentum you have right now, but the future momentum of people actually taking the time to save your number going, I'm going to need to call this guy uh, in the future as well. So I love that. Now, on your deal structure, this is what I love about you, Jim, when we were talking. A couple of these are wholesale deals off of radio. A couple of these are fix and flip. A couple of these are subject to... right. You've got a, another deal that's subject to that's closing next week. And we were talking about... That deal you have, and that's got depending on you know if it goes full term or not, somewhere around a fifty to a hundred thousand dollar deal because you went subject to on that. So tell us about the fact that radio, you're just coming in and having the ability to put these in different buckets, right? You're doing multiple types of deals off radio.
0: Yeah, well, so a lot of people that call us, I mean, they're they're a listing, and we tell people all the time, listen, we may not be your best offer uh, or your best option as far as you know buying cash but we say, Hey, listen, we're different from, from other investors because we're not just going to make you some low ball offer and then leave it at that. I mean, we can structure a deal 20 different ways from Sunday. And if you understand how to structure those deals, when you're at an appointment, just like any other appointment, you don't have to tell people, Hey, I'm going to give you four offers or three offers, or you're going to go through the exact same process. However, when you get down to that point and you realize, Hey, listen, you know, it's not a wholesale deal. You know, if you're just a wholesaler and that's all you can do, and that's all you can offer is a cash offer, you just need to walk away or you make the offer and walk away, right? But in in our situation, you know, sometimes we use our cash offer to set up the other offer because we know the cash offer is not going to work. And so we say, hey, listen, Mr. Seller, we can give you that cash offer, but you're not going to like it. And we pull away just like we're supposed to. And truly, we don't want to offend them. If we know that they might be offended or they they really don't want that offer, we may not even give that to them. But then they'll say, okay, well, what is it? Or, hey, you know what? I'm not interested in that, but what else could you do? And so it sets up that conversation of, hey, we can buy your property and take over the payments. We explain what subject two is in a way that makes sense to them. We lay it all out for them. Or if they don't owe anything, then we'll do owner financing. And they all say, oh, well, what about interest? And what about this? Or what about that? And we say, hey, listen, we're going to give you your price. But in return, you're going to give us our terms. And so if people are motivated and they know that this is a good option for them because we can pay them more than what they would get from a wholesale deal. I mean, we've had situations where we've paid thirty dollars or $40,000 more, but we make a ton more on our end because now we're getting that property. We're literally owning it for zero down. All, the only thing we pay is the closing costs. I love it, so, man. And we find a buyer who gives us $20,000 cash. So we're already in the positive. We're making a monthly spread, right? Three to four to $500 every month comes to us because when we're, doing, when we're dispositioning it, rent to own, for example, we might have it as a $1,300 a month payment, but rent is $1,800. So who captures that? That's us. In addition to that, that for example, one property we bought for 260, we actually sold it rent to own for 299. So we've got a spread on the front because we got the 20,000 down from our tenant buyer. We're getting the monthly spread of $500. And then we have the back end spread. Whenever they buy the property or get a loan from the bank or whatever, we got another $39,000. So over the course of 5 years, we're looking at, you know, over $100,000 deal that you couldn't have offered these people cash, they wouldn't have accepted it. But the beauty of it is, if you think about it, these people owned it outright. They just wanted to get out of the neighborhood because of all the new development, all the kids. They were an older couple. And what's crazy is they sold to us on our terms and we bought with nothing down. But they actually went to the bank to get a loan for their next house. Is that crazy or
2: what? That's crazy, man. I just love... The diversity, you know, if you're tuning in and just hearing about how Jeremy is coming in and then applying something like an owner finance subject to to a deal like this, and how you can take something that doesn't work, let's say traditionally on a wholesale deal, but come and maximize profit on the other deal. And again, if you're tuning in, always uh, put a face with the name. Uh, We also give uh, additional stuff that we don't do on our podcast over on YouTube. So definitely go over and type in Chris Arnold Real Estate and subscribe over there and you can see Jeremy and I face to face having a conversation as well. So Jeremy here's my question. You're up on radio now, you're kind of getting to that 60 day mark. If you step back, what do you feel like the main thing radio has done for your business at this point?
0: Man, I mean in addition to to the deals, yeah, <laughs> in addition the deals, to the profit, I mean, that in and of itself is reason enough for me, okay? But one of the things I knew would happen, I didn't think it would be this big is the branding and the awareness. My acquisition manager, he's the one who does the ad. He's got a boss, a thick Boston accent. He is just it's fantastic. And I knew he'd be great for this. And he has had people, he was one time at Dunkin Donuts, someone couldn't even see his face, they've never seen his face. They heard his voice, someone tapped them on the back and said, "Hey, listen, you're that guy from the radio.
2: Oh, I love it. That's for your acquisition
0: manager. Not for my acquisition manager. And he said, well, wh- why do you say that? She goes, I don't know. I-, I just, I've heard your voice. And she goes, I hear your voice on the radio every single day. And she goes, so I- I'm sorry for bugging you, but I just had to, like, I had to just find out because you sound just like that guy, you're him. Yeah. And he told me it was. And he's had this happen at Chick-fil-A in the drive through, like all the time. And so people know him. And, you know, we do some Facebook stuff too. So people are seeing him there and then they're hearing him on the radio. And it's like, he's like, dude, Jeremy, I don't know any of these people. I just go places and people are like, hey, you're that guy from Facebook. You're that guy from the radio. And so between all of the things we're doing, again, it's an ecosystem. It's not just one it's way. elevating
2: your brand, Jeremy. It's, it's getting that celebrity status. And I just love the story that you told It's So cool. And I always ask the question, what happens in the mind of that person that they just feel like they have to come up and tell you or ask you the question, aren't you that person on the radio? You just don't get that with other marketing channels. And so the the term that I like to use um, is that you become magnetic. What radio does is it builds authority in your market. And when you have authority, people want to come to you for all types of reasons, whether they're vendors... Whether there are other investors with opportunities. It just becomes magnetic and these people want to get around you and do business with you. And that's why I'm super passionate about radio because I just haven't experienced that with direct mail. I didn't you know, experience that with a lot of the other traditional marketing channels that I was doing. I was like, wow, what a piece that was missing from my business until we started doing radio and getting that as well. So I have a question, Jeremy. At this point, again, you're only about seven weeks in, but I'm asking you kind of a vision question here. What are you thinking maybe you want to do with radio? you want to go into other markets? you want to just buy out your whole market when it comes to radio? What's starting to kind of move the wheels in your head on future vision and the application of radio for you?
0: Yeah. So one of the things that I've struggled with in my time as an investor is just being involved in too much. I love, you know, Cody and Tom talk a lot about, you know, why we got into this and, and, um, it's to have a life and to have that freedom. That's been hard for me. And a lot of it's my own doing. Um, I like to have my hands in a lot. I like to be doing multifamily. I like to, if there's a land deal, I want to, I want to get it. And so I've had to really step back and, and say, Hey, listen, if I'm going to do radio and I'm going to do, do it right, you know, I want to really dominate one market. And so for me, it's not about you know, going into additional markets or... You know, owning
2: your market.
0: It's about owning my market, but it's also about owning my life. And so right now, we have enough that we're going to have a huge year. And we just started it. So 2021, I mean, I think it's going to be massive for us. But I want to be able to really you know, figure out how to get my life back. And so now I'm trying to focus on, hey this is the market I want to be in. We've planted our flag here. We're on seven stations. We may try to pick up another two or three, but I mean, we've got the main station. So there's not a lot of additional growth for us in this market. Um, and what but, are you paying, Jeremy, for the seven stations that you're on? What's your monthly budget? So, you so right talking. now we pay about $2,800 a month. $2,800 a month for seven stations.
2: Well, and,
0: and here, here's what's crazy. This is really crazy because I was talking to a buddy of mine you know, so every month we've got 700 ads playing per month. So a hundred per station, all 60 seconds. And we're paying $2,800. Okay. I've got a a buddy of mine who called me and said he's doing radio and he's paying for one station. He's paying almost a thousand a month for 115 second spots.
2: And that's the difference between and this is why I tell people about radio. Most people just go in and pay retail. They ask for the media packet. And you know, as I do, you know, radio stations are thrown off by our students when they call in and ask and say, Can I have a ranker and a qualitative report? And then turn around and say, This is what your station's worth based on data. Sales reps don't know how to handle that because they're just used to sending over a media packet as well. And so Here's what I love about radio, particularly for people that are newer. It's just affordable. Like, you don't have to wait till you're, you know. Years and years down the road to pick up something like radio, it's something that you can do from day one, and I just feel like it creates a little bit more of a fair game for everyone. You know, if you got a thousand to two thousand dollars a month for your marketing budget, you can hop in and get radio. And if you're in a market like Jeremy's, you can be on seven stations for twenty eight hundred dollars. It's crazy. So if you're tuning in and you've obviously just been hearing us talk about radio. We have sold out quite a few markets um, at this point. So again, there is just urgency in the fact of, you know, grabbing markets before they're sold out. And Jeremy already alluded to it. We're in 2020. What is radio going to do in 2021 with all of these evictions that are about to hit the market come January when the CDC rolls back, you know, any type of eviction protection that's in place right now. I don't know what's going to happen, but it's like lighting a fuse and it's going to be really interesting to see what radio moves up to in the sense of lead volume. So for you and me, Jeremy, our message is out there. And so when the market begins to change, right, in 2021 and people have to make that decision and can't kick the can down the road, man, they're going to have our numbers saved. Right? Those people know the elections are over. It's time to go. So if you're tuning in, the best place to start always is go to wholesalinginc.com forward slash REI radio. Again, wholesalinginc.com forward slash REI radio. Book a call, grab a market, and of course, uh, radio. You'll be like, it's too good to be true. It's not too good to be true. It's just really good. In comparison to the other marketing channels out there, and that's why I'm taking the time to show, you know, the country how to do this because it really is the best marketing channel I've ever done. So wrapping up, Jeremy, I got one last question for you. If someone's listening, like, man, this radio thing this year, you know, I never heard about it until Chris started discussing it. Now I just keep hearing more and more about it, but I'm still a little bit on the fence. What would you say, really, to that listener right now that's trying to make that final decision? What would you tell them? <laughs> <laughs> I love the chuckle. And the chuckle before the they,
0: delivery. The, the the results speak for themselves. So from my perspective, I don't know where you can get the combination of branding and leads immediately for for the price that you can get radio. It, it doesn't, it doesn't exist. Tell me how it's gonna happen. You're gonna get it from cold calling, you're gonna get it from texting. You might get deals from that, and, and those are great channels. Um you might get deals from PPC, and that's all great, but I'll tell you what. You're not getting the branding and the immediate and consistent lead generation that you're getting from radio. I mean, I'm in a sense, I'm kind of like, why am I going on here, you know, telling people this? You know, because like I don't want it to be saturated. But at the same time, it's like, you know what? Listen, we've set up our company where we're an open book and that's the way we are with our sellers. And so for other investors and our friends, I mean, I've told them all along, man, if you're going to do it, do it right. You know, People say, I can learn everything on YouTube. Yeah, you might learn most of it on YouTube, but guess what? That 5 or 10% that you don't learn, that's what a coach, that's what a coaching program is going to do for you. And that's where all the money is. So I look at this and I say, hey, listen, You know, that's fine. Go do radio. And, and that's fine, but you're going to have a huge learning curve. And by the time you figure it out, you're going to have spent way more money than I spent and what you would have spent had you just done it with a coach who's going to guide you through the process step by step, tell you exactly what to do, what to look out for, what to not do, save yourself a ton of money and to have to lock yourself in for an annual budget that's going to be way less than what you'd pay if you did it on your own. So you're going to save the money anyways on the money you're going to save based on how you choose or how you you buy. It's all about how you buy. So anyways, man, I would just say ju- jump in, jump in and do it. Don't wait because it's a great channel. I
2: have the same mentality as you, Jeremy, and that is I pay for speed. So I spend an inordinate an amount of money <laughs> on coaching just like it's going to cost me more time and money if I do it myself, anyway, and so that's why you know at any given time I'm working personally with about four to five coaches that I'm paying for in my life as well. So, Jeremy, thanks so much for coming on today. I'm super proud of you. I just want everyone to know that you came in, you followed the roadmap, you're seeing great success, and. I'm excited because you're excited, right? So to be able to come in and take a tool like this, put it in your business and just watch you rock and roll with it, man, it gives me a lot of fulfillment, man. So super proud of you. And to the rest of you guys, thank you so much for tuning in as always. And until next time, we will catch you soon to add more value. Talk to you later.